Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. This is Blaze, and today I'm going to share with you part of my New Year's slash birthday process that I do every winter. So my birthday's late in the year in November, and I find that from November through January is this time of processing the prior year's experiences, planning for what I want to have happen in the coming 12 months, and deciding what is the overall experience that I want to have. Because I found that setting a resolution smacks a lot of just punishing myself. (laughs) Like I'm going to resolve to be a different person. And it's, I actually don't ever want to resolve to do anything. I would like to commit to or decide to do something. But also I love focusing more on the experience that I want to have while becoming someone who does something different. So what are the things that I would like to have? What do I think that I want that to feel like? Because you could get something and not have it feel good. So usually I want to focus on what is it like to become the person that I want and feel amazing while doing it? And what would I like to leave behind? Is there anything that I need to give up or stop doing in order to let in this new chapter? So I've been going through all of that. And I wanted to share some of it with you. A couple of years ago, a friend shared with me her idea of coming up with a word that encompasses the year. And the prior year, my word was received. I wanted to feel received. I wanted to become good at receiving. I wanted to show up with enough to give that people received it. And that really felt good. And I focused on that all year. What would it take to be an excellent receiver? What would it take to be received by people and received well? And that interestingly looked a lot like me serving and I loved it. (laughs) Where I was like, you have to show up and you have to keep giving in order to be received, just existing. It's enough, but to truly be accepted for what you are, you have to show up. And that's what I learned in 2021. So going into 2022, I started to go into my little meditation and think about what do I want 2022 to look like, to feel like, what kind of goals am I wanting to achieve? And what encompasses that? How can I conjure up that feeling or that sentiment every day and step into it? And what showed up in my mind was this picture and the smell of the earth. It was like really fertile soil, the rich kind of loamy foresty goodness with bugs crawling in it and moss and lots of little things growing and rotting leaves. And I was like, yeah, that feels amazing. I want to be that. And I thought, okay, well, what does that mean? And I had trouble coming up with a word because fertile felt 
like it, but then I was like, well, I don't, I don't really want to have more babies right now. So fertile is not necessarily what I want to embody this year. So let's not use that word. <laughs> Verdant, very green, very growing. That feels closer to it. Um, thriving, I think is what I ended up landing on, but thriving in a very earthy, grounded, toes in the mud kind of way where I want to feel part of a place. I want to feel part of a system. I want to feel connected to everything. Part of that image and what I felt as I was in it was this intense connection to life and a sense of belonging. Like I belonged there. I was a part of it. I wasn't intruding. This was me as the garden. And I was like, what does it take to be a garden, to have that level of health and vitality and just life and death and cycles, but feeling very secure in my place and like I'm important that I belong there. So belonging is a part of it as well. And I really enjoyed just existing in that scene. And I've been conjuring it up every morning and throughout my day. Like, what does it mean to create a life where I feel absolutely and utterly connected to everything going on in my world, where I feel important and I feel supported and I feel like I'm vital. I'm a vital part of it and I'm energized by everything around me and that contributes to my own vitality. So being a part of like an ecosystem in my own existence. And I've made some decisions about what that might look like or mean for me over this year. So one of them is that I really want to live a long and healthy life. And I'm currently, I, how old am I? I'm 43. So I'm solidly like in the middle. And my husband and I were walking up and down the road one day and he's like, oh my God, like we're middle-aged, we're old. And I said, well, that's interesting because I'm not thinking middle-aged is old. I don't want it to be that way for me. That That doesn't have to be true for me. What do I need to do for that not to be true for me? So I was like, well, if I break my life into thirds, I'm in the second third solidly right now. So 33 to 66, middle age, and then 66 to 99 is, I guess, old age. And how can I set myself up so that the next segment continues to thrive, continues to be vital, continues to be really connected so that I'm not suffering I think so much of the last few years has felt like the world is suffering. People are suffering. I'm suffering like financially, mentally, emotionally in our health. And I'm just, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that for anybody. I definitely don't want it for me if it's within my control. And so I think, okay, how can I really look out for my health and my well-being and consider that it's a whole it's not just my body. It's also my mind. It's also my emotions. How do I really nourish all of those pieces so that they can thrive and that they can contribute to everything else? It's exciting actually to look at it that way and to create this kind of wholeness in my life and make that the focus of this year. I've decided to heavily begin the year focusing on physical health because I've been slow. Well, not even slowly, just consistently working at my relationship with sugar, my relationship with movement in my life, how I'm feeling um, with inflammation, asthma, all kinds of stuff. How can I 
make it so those things aren't really an issue anymore and be at like the maximum thriving that I can be. I don't want to have joint pain. I don't want to have muscle pain. I've been through that early in life. It sucks. I don't recommend it. How can I personally mitigate those things for me in the best way that I can do? And I've decided that keeping track of how much I'm moving, how often I'm moving is good. Getting fresh air every day, if I can, is good. Eating really fresh and healthy fruits and vegetables. And honestly, I've chosen to reduce my meat this year. I don't really want it as much. Um, and to really consider that relationship with sugar. I know I've talked about it a lot because it's really been on my mind and it's been a big struggle for me. And it's funny because it hasn't always felt like a struggle so much as just this constant companion that I never can quite shake. It's like the relationship that just keeps coming back and I don't want it anymore. And I'm, I decided to frame it this year as a breakup. I'm going to go through a breakup with sugar. And if I can look at it that way, I'm allowing all of the emotions and the rough ride that that's going to be. I was like, so I'm going to be upset. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be cranky. I'm probably going to backslide and try to get back together with it. It's going to try to lure me in with its sweetness and tell me that everything's changed, baby. It's going to be okay. And it's not though, because I know that when I'm with sugar, I'm not as healthy. I don't feel as good. It's not worth it. And I'm thinking back to relationships of the past. I'm like, well, you've dated people and you've had relationships where you felt that way, where you're like, oh, I know they're not good for me. I'm going to move on. And then you do. And then they show up and you're like, well, just this once and you get back together and it's stupid. And you're like, wow, that really wasn't worth it at all. And yet I still make the same decision every time. Like, (laughs) why am I doing it? So looking at it and moving that gain from, you know, having had a childhood, teenage years, all of that relationships, friendships, even just being like, when you recognize that something isn't working at some point, you have to cut it out. And sometimes you have to make a harder line. Like you thought you could be friends, but you can't be friends. And I think that's what I'm finally saying to myself about sugar is like, we we can't be friends. It's always going to be more than that. And I, I just can't do it. It's not good for me. So I'm going to have to admit that it'll never just be a friendship. It's always going to be more intense than that. And for that reason, I have to say no. And I have to continually say no. And I can't let it back in. Oh, it's scary. So as of this recording, I'm on day three. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic. But remember, it's only day three. And I'm sure we'll talk about this again later on in the year. So poke me and remind me to talk about it if I forget to. But it is heavy on my mind. So the breakup with the sugar, the decision to really keep up with sleep routines and get really good sleep. And someone asked a question of me that really just stuck in my mind. And the question was, what would it look like if you actually listened to and followed your body's wisdom about whatever it's telling you right now. And it told me, please stop with the sugar. Like it's giving you heart palpitations. You're just not okay on the sugar. You're not digesting well, just stop. And I tried to envision what it would look like. She's like, what if you actually listened and did it for a whole year? And I couldn't even do it. I was like a whole year without sugar. I'm like, I can't even actually conceive of a life in which I managed to successfully avoid sugar for an entire year. And I'm not talking like fruits and vegetables or any of that. I'm talking just processed cane sugar and all of the cane sugar substitutes. That's what I want to get rid of. No more. 
Um, but I couldn't even picture it because I'm like, well, it's in everything. And I was like, oh, I guess a life without it would mean not really eating out. It would mean having to really pay attention and maybe you'd allow yourself sushi, but you're not going to ever go to an Italian restaurant because it's all just sugars and sauces and pastries and breads and things that I know break down in a more difficult to digest way for me. It would look like not having a birthday cake. It would look like not eating cookies. It would look like not going to Panera and grabbing a cookie with a tea with sugar, you know, like all of those things would change. How much though, really? Because I already, when I go to Panera, don't get the cookie anymore. And I only drink the unsweetened tea. So I was like, well, wait, it's not as bad as I feared. So I'm, you know, coaching myself through it. We're going to get through it. And I also understand that I'm going to fall down and I'm going to lift myself back up and keep standing up from this, knowing that every time I say no, it'll get easier and I will get stronger. And, you know, I'm surrounding myself with people that can support my decision and who will help me stick to it or point out when I'm slipping. And that helps too. So that's a big one. Ah, part of my vision was just going, what would it be like to just sleep really well and have dreams that I remember for an entire year to actually get the answer to what happens to my body if I'm really good to it for an entire year? I don't know. I've never been excellent to my body for an entire year. That's crazy. So I'm also recognizing that an entire year is a very long time. It's 52 weeks. And I'm really focusing just day by day at the beginning and week by week. And I'm trying to make it as simple as possible for my decisions to be small in this area and build them up over time so that I can get to 52 weeks and go, Oh, at the end of 52 weeks of treating my body really excellently, this is how I feel. And this is what I can do. And that's pretty exciting. So a lot of things I'm keeping the same and I'm adding in, or I know what I'm going to add in throughout the course of the year, which is um, adding in some of my weights again, which I haven't done in a while, keeping up with the walking, which isn't adding anything, taking away the sugar and adding in more vegetables. Um, and it's the reducing of the meat, but that's pretty easy for me. So that's what I will do. Very exciting. And then looking at the rest of my life as well as a very important part of supporting that. And also part of the receiving end of that that my relationships can get better as, you know, my blood sugar evens out and I'm just on a more even keel. That sounds amazing. How much my business benefits from just imagining that I get to show up as a vital part of an ecosystem, that my clients are there and they are supported by me and I'm supported by them and just recognizing this back and forth and the richness that develops between people. I feel really just pleased with that particular vision. And I'm excited to fold it into an entire year and see what happens and what changes. So I am curious for all of you, I guess the question I have is what do you envision for yourself? Like, is there something that you've been longing to do or wanting to do or change? And if instead of looking at it as a punishment or something to resolve to do, you thought about how would I like to feel? What would I like that experience to be like? What kind of vision do you get? Do you get this loamy, earthy goodness? Do you have an expansive open breath feeling? Do you feel like you're soaring? And then if that's the feeling, how do you incorporate that sensation into everything that you do? 
and how much fun can you have with it over the course of this year? Play with it, have fun with it. I think it has the power to really transform your life in a much more pleasant way than resolving to do anything. Instead, it's just playing and um, choosing to experiment, choosing to experience what you want to experience. And that's hugely empowering. Have an excellent week, my friends, and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.